Thank you for listening in right now. Glad to have you here. My name is Nyla, and this is Greener Thoughts. I help you understand the environment today so you can experience a greener life. Let's connect online. You can reach Greener Thoughts by voice message. The anchor.fm link is in each episode's show notes. You can do so via the Anchor app or by email at greenerthoughtspodcast at gmail.com. Uh, two of which happen to do with some recent purchases I made, and the first one happens to do with EarthHero.com. It's one of my favorite places for all things sustainably shopping, and like I've said before, it's like the Amazon of all things sustainable. There's all type of products there, and all types of uh, amazing deals you can get, and it's just great. And so I love it so much, and I recently made a few other orders from there, and I'll be talking about the different products from there in the next couple of episodes. So be sure to keep your ears peeled in the Eagle Company Spotlight segments later in those episodes. I also did a recent order from Parker Clay. It's probably one of the last ones pertaining to me that I'll uh, be able to purchase um, about because I just wanted to uh, go on there for the backpack and because I have talked about them so much, and especially in a previous podcast episode, I just had to. And I was going to use the monies from uh, Thread Up, but the bags have been delayed as in processing, and one of them recently was processed, and uh, I recently uh, Recently donated uh, five bags, uh, or or uh, had uh, given five bags to have those items sold, and then one bag for donating to an actual organization. So the proceeds from that I was going to use to buy the backpack, but I decided to switch things up. But uh, the backpack took eight days to arrive, and I'm really happy and excited with my Mari backpack. And if you know the story of Parker Clay, then it's ultra special and has free shipping with it, the amazing rewards, benefits there too. And it arrived, and I bought it within uh, two weeks from the recording date of this podcast episode. So for more on Parker Clay, because they're an amazing company and they really care about their workers and staff and the medical benefits uh, afforded to them and just making sure that they are uh, lifted out of uh, poverty and prostitution and making a way for themselves where it may seem impossible and the sustainability aspect to their uh, products as well. It's really coming alive and they've been doing this for a long time. So if you want to hear more about them, be sure to check out the Eco Company Spotlight segment for the episode I did, Legs for Days, the latest list of top sustainable safety razors. That's episode 214 from December 10th, 2020. Headlines from the Hemispheres is the next segment up, and it's where I brief on environmental news globally. And with the first headline, it is out of Indonesia. Biodiesel expansion could worsen deforestation in Indonesia 
and ENN.com had this story, otherwise known as Environmental News Network. So the government of Indonesia has announced plans for expanding biodiesel out of palm oil, unfortunately, and it's a move that officials say is necessary because of the planting of 37 million acres of new palm oil plantations that is about 20% the size of Borneo. But both environmentalists and scientists alike argue that this target is huge in the mass scale deforestation that is already happening in Indonesia, especially amongst the tropical forests. And it's been ravaged like that for decades. And it's mainly uh, the cause of things like the... um, the growth and acceleration of those palm plantations and timber harvesting. The Indonesian government has said that expanding their biodiesel goals of production will help them essentially wean off of foreign dependence of oil. But critics do say that the forests are being destroyed just to plant palm oil is really a ridiculous uh, argument. Number two is uh, the story out of Russia and happens to do with a new exploration and find of a woolly rhino. Woolly rhino remains found in melting Siberian permafrost. And Reuters.com had this story. So this is exciting news for all those who may be Russian or in the science field in Russia because there was a new exploration of this uh, remains, uh, skeletal remains of a woolly rhinoceros that were pretty well preserved. And this woolly rhinoceros rhinoceros was thought to have roamed the Siberian hinterland more than 12,000 years ago. And it was found in the diamond producing region of Yakutia. And the woolly rhino is uh, one that had a lot of its parts uh, complete. It had its limbs, it had some of its organs, uh, and it had uh, its tusk too. So it's pretty rare, uh, rare find indeed. And it also had plenty of wool. And then last but not least is a fascinating headline out of Australia from the University of Adelaide called uh, Fish Sex Organs Boosted Under High CO2, and fizz.org had this story. So research from the University of Adelaide uh, was uh, has found that some species of fish uh, will have reproductive uh, capacity that's higher because of larger sex organs, all because of acidic oceans. And this research was published in Plo's biology and the researchers there say that there are negative effects that are going to happen because of the elevated CO2 levels in our oceans that's predicted to really skyrocket at the end of the century. So the fish are going to have changes in their different ecosystems and that's going to also have effects on the amount of sperm and eggs that are produced. And so we have to uh, look after uh, them better and look at how their reproductive success is measured um, during that time. 
So with the new story that I'm going to discuss a bit, it is out of sciencedaily.com and it's all about plastics and some new research into the world of plastics. That's one of the main reasons I wanted to cover this topic. Uh, we all know that research is a big part of Greener Thoughts and the topics that are covered. And so I wanted to switch things up and to gravitate towards the new research in plastics. Uh, and we can use this as another tool in the toolbox to eliminate the use of new plastics. That's kind of the focus uh, of this podcast episode. And then uh, preventing plastic waste. That's a uh, real uh, important point here. So we can utilize new ways to use the plastic we already have and just not create any more because there's so much plastic already being produced and so much being slated to be uh, produced uh, in the next uh, 20, 30 years that we really have no choice and we have to make use of what we have and all the different new technologies, including plant matter and uh, fruit matter uh, that we, we can use for different things, which I'll get to a little bit later. So I want to start off with the topic at hand, specifically, what are polyolfinic plastics? So polyolfinic plastics, they are probably the most common plastic with an odd name you probably haven't heard of, and it's new to me as well. And with these type of plastics, they are common, but they have certain physical properties that make it difficult for a catalyst, which is keyword here. Uh, The catalyst is responsible for inducing chemical transformation uh, to interact directly with the molecules at the elements uh, level to cause a change. So catalysts are very important here. But because plastics are the way they are, catalysts don't get to operate in in all the ways that they should. But with current recycling efforts, um, those things may change, the catalysts may change. So it requires currently, uh, with recycling now as it stands, it requires a high, high temperature to at least melt and mold plastics at about 573 degrees Kelvin or about an up to 1,173 degrees Kelvin. Compare that to water boiling at a smaller 373.15 degrees Kelvin. The surface of the sun opposite of that is 5,778 degrees Kelvin. So it's a huge uh, difference in degrees Kelvin. Uh, The researchers we're going to focus on are uh, out of uh, Japan. And it is the first one, uh, Mazazumi Tomura and Kaichi Tomshigi. I'm probably mispronouncing those first ones, Um, but the researchers uh, were led by those professors and they looked at first um, heterogeneous catalysts in an effort to find a reaction between them and whether there might be a lower temperature to activate the catalysts for those plastics. So by using a catalyst in a different state of matter than the plastics, then they thought and hypothesized that the reaction would be stronger at a lower temperature. So it's all about finding the catalyst and whether that catalyst can operate at a lower temperature to activate. So according to Tomura and Tomoshigi, 
Uh, Ruthenium-based catalysts have never been reported in the scientific literature uh, before to directly influence and recycle polyolefinic plastics. So, what comes as a result of this research directly? Well, a few things. One of them is that it's effective and reusable for heterogeneous catalysts. They will show much higher activity than non uh, than other metal supported catalysts, and they work under mild reaction conditions. And also, plastic bags and other waste plastics they can be transformed into valuable chemicals in high yield which is a big thing, especially if you're looking at uh, trying to make fuels um, a next step from plastics, that's a viable option. So with the researchers, they went and processed a plastic bag and other waste plastics with the catalyst, and they produced a 92% yield of useful materials, which is pretty high. This included a, a high percentage, 77% of liquid fuel, and also 15% yield of wax. So according to them, they did quote uh, the um, results of this, quote, this catalyst system is expected to contribute to not only suppression of plastic wastes, but also to utilization of plastic wastes as raw materials for production of chemicals. And quote, as according to the professors, both Tamura and Tomoshigi. And the research team published their results on uh, or in the journal Applied Catalyst B Environmental. So next, I want to leave you with a notable quote before I get to my commentary. So, quote, plastics are essential materials for our life because they bring safety and hygiene to our society. However, the growth of the global plastic production and the rapid penetration of plastics into our society brought mismanagement of waste plastics, causing serious environmental and biological issues such as ocean pollution, end quote. And that was said of the research paper co-authors and professors uh, Masazumi Tomura, uh, and he, he is the associate professor in the Research Center for Artificial Photosynthesis in the Advanced Research Institute for Natural Science and Technology in Osaka City University, and Kaichi Tomishigi, professor in the Graduate School of Engineering in Tohoku University. One of the key questions that I think we can bring ourselves to ask is, if plastic will always be here. No one is really sure, but uh, I know that we can phase it out. That is like the ultimate goal. And I know I'm not the only one. There are people who hate plastic and I am one of them, especially new plastic. Just use the plastic we have so that we get to the point where we can get rid of it. And by that, I mean, never use it and stop producing it. There are people who are a part of corporations and families that highly endorse and have interests in natural gas, in coal, in non-renewable energy, and they're not planning on stopping their use. 
And it's going to be hard to try and get through the thick skulls of those folks. But for those who are on board with getting rid of plastic, I think we can convince more people and use honey instead of vinegar and instead of stomping on the uh, thoughts and opinions of the leaders who don't care about the planet. I think we can do a, a, a better service to ourselves of rallying with people who actually care about what's happening to our planet and rallying around them and supporting them. So for all those who are listening, you're part of the solution. You're not part of the problem. And I give you a salute uh, for that. And, you know, in, in my lifetime, I think, and maybe in your lifetime, we can look forward to the day when there's no more plastic, when the plastic that we have is, is used in, in other ways and is not single use plastic or, or thrown away callously, or it's, it's used to a point and, uh, there are better technologies to serve us as in biodegradable plastic or bioplastics, ones that actually do a biodegrade. And it doesn't have to be in a commercial setting like most bioplastics are. Uh, I, I believe that with pre preventing plastic waste, um, it's best to utilize new ways that we probably hadn't, haven't even thought of. The technology has to meet the demand for that because we can't have millions of tons of plastic being used, you know, every day in commerce and in exchange and trade. And then there's no way for it to go. Uh, there is a recent link from treeherger.com, one of my favorite places for all things environmental news and blogs and recipes and so much more. And there was a, a article um, talking about how many times can plastic be recycled. And surprisingly, not surprisingly, it's only a few times. So that's telling you kind of all you need to know about, you know, buying plastic in the in the first place but that it's not able to be recycled not too many times like you know one two three times before it gets to the point where it's unusable the quality is so low or so damaged or there's not another there's not a set of buyers willing to buy that plastic material um and so it's a great article i will link it in the show notes for you to check out um because plastic is it is a mixed bag. Um, you know, Kurzgesagt, the uh, German uh, channel, now uh, mainly in English, but they have their German channel originally. They were focusing on the, the Midas story um, talking about plastic and how we've created this um, seemingly golden opportunity, but yet we don't want it to bite us in the butt later because of how much we've produced and not being able to... to um, get rid of it in a safe way, in a functional way, not in a planet damaging way. And so we have to consider that we have to, you know, not make any more because as it stands now, there are new plants being built in the U.S. along the southern regions of places like Texas, for example, and they've been slated to have new fuel plants in plastic production um, increased by 2030 and 2050. $300 billion worth of plastic is going to be produced if nothing changes. The demand for plastic is not waned, is not decreased dramatically. We're going to be dealing with this in our lifetime, and this is going to be affecting the planet, not just the U.S. So with that, um, there's the extraction of fuel for plastic that we have to deal with, 
and how that is becoming a um, really horrible issue and it's a problem, especially when we can use the fuel from plastics to um, uh, get our transportation needs met. We don't have to mine for um, uh, materials to make virgin plastics anymore long-term, um, but many do see um, using the fuels from plastic as a big issue and still very caustic and toxic to our environment. Um, and so, I don't know, it's it's like, it's like being caught between a rock and a hard place to think about, okay, we're, we're using plastic, we shouldn't be making any more. If we don't make any more, what do we do with the plastic that we already have? Uh, with the bioplastic, that's that's one avenue and that's one bucket that's an, an entirely um, mixed headache and mixed bag. But then there's the damaged, unsellable plastics and then there's the plastic that's downcycled and degraded and then there's the ocean plastic. There's just so many um, levels to the conversation around plastics. So we have to grapple with all of these simultaneously. Um, and then we can also consider, you know, what a world with plastics um, or without plastics would even look like. You know, are we ready to change the world of plastics? Like if we stop making plastics tomorrow, what would that reality look like? How would our space in uh, the medical field look like? Um, and I, I created a few different, you know, scenarios for that, you know, looking at bioplastics in the medicine and in the healthcare industry. And this is worldwide. This isn't just in the U.S. Um, could we make compostable plastics that are safe, functional, that are um, rated and are available and for what price point in the medical and medicine uh, industry? Um, also, um, could there be a reinvention of food packaging, whether this be fruit and uh, uh, paper um, packaging or plant matter packaging? So many different options. Could be, you know, bamboo packaging, could be uh, different um, uh, materials that are uh, compostable or that safely biodegrade or are natural from our planet. You know, other types of packaging reinvented. Something that is just as durable, just as uh, safe and sterile as plastic, but has a better carbon footprint, is uh, able to be easily transported, doesn't break, is a great cost-effective method. These type of things to consider. Um, also, is there comprehensive waste management to take care of um, this alternative that we could, you know, uh, opt for? Um, because we know that not every region, area, um, uh, place, uh, county uh, in the U.S. or even in the country uh, or even in the, the countries of the world, rather, uh, accepts plastics. You know, there are plenty of countries out in the world that don't have solid waste management facilities. They don't have uh, landfills that are monitored for 20, 30, 40 years past uh, the closing of a landfill. They don't have uh, piping that traps and siphons out methane to uh, be pumped into facilities to be processed and disposed of in an environmentally, environmentally friendly manner. Uh, they don't have... Um, staff on site and um, lawmakers to make sure that 
waste management facilities, they have the money to support their, their, their building and upkeep. Um, and so that's something to consider as well. Um, if a, a world of plastics um, was, was made anew and we had to a switch to um, other alternatives other than plastic, if we stop using plastic again tomorrow, um, would we exclusively uh, look at manufacturers who made compostable mailers exclusively? I think so. You know, Earth Hero, for example, they have excellent customer service and they have excellent companies that they work with. And some of the companies they have um, exclusively uh, the use of compostable mailers. I've used uh, a few products in, from uh, Earth Hero and different companies that sometimes mail out their products from their direct stores and they have compostable mailers and they, they compost, you know, immediately um, and are safe to do so. So, you know, is that an option? Also, um, are there going to be returnable plastic waste programs for the plastic that is left over since we're not making any more? Um, and what would that look like? Would, you know, companies be able to pay for the cost of their plastic and um, shipping it back to them? And what would they do with that plastic afterwards? Would they, um, in a transparent way, let you know what they're doing with it? Or would they illegally dump it? Um, these are some things to consider. And then last but not least, uh, what are the alternatives to, alternatives to plastic um, entirely? Since we're phasing out and stopping the production of plastic, hypothetically, in this uh, you know future um, that we you know hope to see, what would that be? How close could we uh, do that and be successful in phasing out plastics and never producing it? You know, and you know that could be a, a great um, option to, to have in our future to actually do. And so for all those things that I, uh, considered and for you, um, I'll let you know about, um, you know, those are hard thoughts to think about, you know, in all the avenues, medicine and waste management. There are so many things impacted by plastic today that we don't even think about sometimes. Um, last but not least is the thought of, you know, how long will it all take? Will it take, you know, 10, 20, 30 years for us to finally just make use of other alternatives to plastic. I think it won't take that long. It will take some significant uh, disaster or maybe the further decline of the planet, or it'll sometimes just take um, a culture shift, as in the shift like uh, veganism and um, that shift and now it's more popularized or even like the shift in uh, seed belts and having those uh, be a national standard for car manufacturers and pub the public um, to push that. You know, same thing with cigarettes. You know, cigarettes, that shift has been changed to um, not even a thought anymore, like who's, you know, smoking cigarettes anymore. So now people are shifting towards vaping and marijuana. But as you can see, there's been a cultural shift, a cultural divide. And so maybe that same thing will happen with plastics in our future. The Mother Earth Minutes is where we review in the next few minutes proactive things that we can do to combat the issue in the episode and to protect Mother Earth. 
So I think one uh, powerful thing is that we've learned that with plastics, uh, there are different solutions uh, to them, mainly as in using a sort of a catalyst to make sure that they are functional in transitioning uh, from their the difficult plastic uh, states to something else, such as a fuel. And with that, there are other alternatives to plastics, as in the waste from them, that, that plastic waste can be changed into something else um, and recycled into new products, or there's reclaimed plastic from uh, the landfills or uh, making sure it's diverted from landfills. That's also a powerful step uh, so that you know we don't have to bury plastics, which uh, should be an oxymoron uh, amongst other things. But... Um, I thought to share some really uh, powerful companies that are, you know, B Corps or they're, you know, foreign companies and they really care about what's happening in the, the waste space and the waste management space and about plastics and other types of materials too that they're using in place of uh, your conventional types of materials, your uh, oil-based uh, materials. So... Uh, these are different uh, products that come from companies, uh, Lux materials, Lux brands to smaller ones to small business type of companies. And they have different reclaimed products, recycled products too, some from plastic, and then they have other products too. So I didn't want to make this list truly, uh, you know, a laundry list because this is going to be a, a long episode anyway. Uh, but in another future episode, I'm thinking about doing exclusively um, just certain products um, and seeing how that, you know, looks like um, because there's a whole uh, list of products I even have. I have a Embarro uh, shoes uh, bookmark folder. I have one on different uh, brands, too. And there's just other ones on shoes, for example. So I want to kind of do uh, these segmented ones where they're different, they're they're different, um, and so you can listen to whichever one in the future and whichever one you like, then you can share that and know about the resources there. So with the first uh, tip, this one is exclusively uh, regarding clothing, and one of the top um, companies out there is Rothy's, and they do amazing washable luxury shoes made from recycled plastic and they also have sustainable handbags too and so Rothy's is an amazingly uh, beautiful uh, set up to the website in their story and the website is rothys at r-o-t-h-y-s dot com uh, number two are accessories and these are bags so the uh, category uh, of bags is very um much big range so backpacks handbags um small shoulder bags crossbodies all types and so charlie fest or fiest is uh the first uh company charlie uh with an l-e-l-i-e so charlie c-h-a-r-l-i-e fiest f-e-i-s-t dot com and they make reclaimed and recycled post-consumer plastic bottles um, into pop, uh, backpacks, crossbodies, duffel bags, and also wallets. And uh, they are an amazing, cool site, so be sure to check them out. The next one is Bin 
London and they're out of London and they have um, different products made from recycled leather and so the website is Ben B-E-E-N dot London and next is dayowl.com I did uh, talk about a day owl in a previous podcast in the eco company spotlight segment of that episode and they make recycled totes and backpacks and it's 100% a circular loop and there's no waste or anything sent to landfills and you can check out their site dayowl.com next one is codopaxi.com which i will be talking about in a future eco company spotlight uh, and their website is C-O-T-O-P-A-X-I dot com. And they make recycled gear products and uh, uh, different types of um, outdoor wear, hiking wear, etc. And some of their um, fabrics and such, their products are made from recycled fabric. So nothing is uh, really going to landfill. They're dead stock. None of that they have. So... Uh, some of their products are made from recycled plastic and others from different like fabrics. Uh, next is Got Bag, the G-O-T bag. And you can go to us.got-bag.com. And the Got Bag is a um, waterproof backpack that's completely made from recycled uh, plastic from the ocean. Next is Fial Robin, and they have uh, different recycled parts to a lot of their bags, and they're kind of like a throwback um, childhood backpack that's been a mainstay for people amongst the different generations of the world. And one of their featured uh, backpacks is part of the Konkin Art Series, where they have selected art artists, um, and they invited them to express nature using the Comkin as their canvas and they could personally decorate it how they see fit and with Frau Robin they released uh, their third Comkin art edition recently and it really aims to draw attention to the worldwide problem of ocean plastics so they uh, in that um, piece they also are part of the Frau Fial Robin uh, Arctic Fox Initiative, where part of the sales go to an environment and to climate projects. And all the items in the collection are durable and water resistant, uh, and they are made of 65% recycled polyester and 35% organic cotton. And in that process, it uses a minimal water, energy, and chemicals. And then another one is the Hamilton uh, Perkins collection. And with that, they have, um, with those bags, they're called their um, earth bags, and they are made with 100% recycled plastic products, uh, which would be plastic bottles, which helps to reduce the impact of the plastic bottles uh, that they have on the environment and uh, the interior lining is made from materials like vinyl billboards and another special collection that they have that uh, the uh, Hamilton Perkins collection has is that they have um, pineapples that are uh, made from their products so approximately 14 million tons of waste from global uh, pineapple agriculture is um, put out into the world every year 
and with your purchase it impacts eight pineapple plants or 140 leaves per bag on average so be sure to check out their pineapple leaf fiber lux collection and their recycled plastic water bottle collection with the plastic water bottle collection uh, those eco-friendly bags, they recycle 17.5 plastic bottles on average. Uh, something else that you could also uh, do is that, um, you know, just take heed in all of those because that's about seven uh, different companies and their products and there's tons more. And so, you know, if you want me to do an episode specifically on recycled accessories. I'd love to do that. And I probably will do that, um, especially if this podcast episode is one that's really popular and that has a lot of uh, ears uh, on this podcast episode. Uh, Number three tip is uh, to check out different eyewear because eyewear, yes, even eyewear can be made sustainable. And Blue Planet Eyewear, they are doing their part. And so those eyeglasses, uh, sunglasses even, are uh, not only um, ones that feature recycled plastic frames, but they also utilize reclaimed metal for the glasses uh, plating. They contain lead-free paint. They are manufactured without utilizing toxic metals, and they're stored in cases made out of post-consumer materials. Number four step is to look for alternatives simply uh, to where plastic is um, because sometimes it can be overwhelming to see all this plastic but if you do a little bit of searching online there are um, alternatives to plastic you know um, I recently when you know checking out eyeglasses for example um, the fact that blue planet eyewear exists is great because you know sometimes you think oh you know, is, is metal and or plastic options the only ones for glasses frames? No, there are other alternatives out there too. And so um, just look out for future podcast episodes on this because I'll definitely be breaking down different episodes and products that are out there from different companies. And it isn't about necessarily just buying so much as a consumer, but it's about focusing in on how you can produce, um, you know, a better mind state as far as um, reducing your waste and things that can't be broken down in our environment Um, because if your items can't be then they're going to a landfill and they're going to sit there for decades and uh, hundreds of thousands of years uh, depending on the items so you know you want to focus on items that uh, will uh, leave good instead of leaving bad on the planet. Uh, number five tip, and the last one is to um, reduce your plastic waste where you can so that there's no room for the companies to expect um, for you to buy from them uh, more plastic. Um, you know, we can all look forward to the day that we can, you know, build essentially, where we don't have to process and recycle so much plastic, especially if we're reducing it and or there's no more production of it. You know, and to look forward to that is a, is a great thing, but we can make use of the products that we have now to make sure they last a long time. And if they are plastic, to not encourage more buying and to, to lining the pockets of the plastic executives of the world and to be more creative and, and better with the ways that we can reverse damage on our planet and, you know, find out ways to do so um, now rather than later.
The ego fact of the day is that leaked documents from ExxonMobil show a plan to massively increase emissions to 143 million tons of CO2 per year by 2025. That fact was sourced from the Sierra Club Sierra Magazine in the January-February 2021 issue. The Eco Company Spotlight is where we've come to and where I talk about amazing companies and their products and services that do right by the planet and do right by you. And if you have a product or service you want to let me know about, be sure to let me know via email at greenerthoughtspodcast.gmail.com or via the Anchor app or via desktop on the Anchor site. And you can go to uh, anchor.fm forward slash podcast, and you can go ahead and send me a voice message via your desktop if you'd like that option. And so uh, with this uh, next company, uh, I'm going to uh, talk about it fully and really give you my great thoughts on it. I love uh, getting to let you know about the amazing environmentally and sustainable companies out there because they care about you know what they're doing for the planet, but how you can help um, and assist in that. And you know, a lot of them, uh, you can be sure to um, line up your mission, your uh, missions your um, values with them because a lot of times you know they are uh, benefiting not just you but they're benefiting the communities uh, that they serve and that they're from Um, they give back a lot of these companies are one percent for the planet members are b corporations and some of them are fair trade organizations in fact a lot of them are Um, and you know others are small businesses and so they're trying to locally a network and operate where they are and so I want to make this segment really fun and try to uh, always keep pushing um, the amazing information here so that you can make the best decision for you. I've been doing this segment since uh, February 2019 there's always something fun and new I learn about every company that I research and talk about and nine times out of ten I have bought their products or I had their service and so I'm able to you know talk about my opinions of them and I hope that you can uh, do the same and have fun while doing it and so with this next company it's called Drops and they make amazing laundry pods and dishwasher pods too and they're really hall markers in that space so Drops laundry uh, and their dishwasher pods they're made in the U.S. And yes, they were the first to pioneer the idea and the invention of the pods back in 2005 ahead of all the other conventional competitors who did it a few years after them. And they are happy to offer effective green cleaning products made again in the U.S. And they believe in supporting local jobs, communities, small businesses, and fair wages. And Jonathan Proper is enthusiastically the founding CEO of Drops. The ways that Drops is committed to sustainability and different practices of sustainability are number one, they have compostable packaging. Yes, you can either reuse or recycle the materials, but the actual pods themselves, even they are compostable. That's what makes Drops so special. 
Number two is that their shipping uh, packaging is recyclable too. Uh, they are uh, ones to ship their products in uh, uh, cardboard boxes. So they're great for reuse, um, for moving different things, small things, and it's it's amazingly um, great how they just ship their stuff and it's, it's perfect. Um, number three is that they offer carbon neutral shipping. So on all orders, that's what you have, carbon neutral shipping. So you don't necessarily have to worry about uh, what the carbon footprint of your shipping is because it's carbon neutral by them. Number four is that their products are biodegradable and they have eco-friendly ingredients and they're transparent as well. So you can find out more about their ingredients on their website at drops, that's D-R-O-P-P-S dot com. That's drops with two P's, forward slash blogs, forward slash ingredients. For the press on Drops, they have been featured in the following notable publications of AOL, BuzzFeed, Forbes, Green Matters, Glamour, InStyle, Marie Claire, The Financial Diet, Tree Hugger, and a whole bunch more. And with their product selection, they have both products, again, like I mentioned, in the kitchen category and laundry products. They have... with uh, kitchen products, they have dishwasher detergent, Swedish dishcloths, um, and also other kitchen extras and accessories. And with their laundry products, they have the laundry detergent, they have fabric softener, uh, oxy boosters, and they have dryer balls as well, and other laundry extras. And they have also their their categories of products broken down by a different prog- problem uh, area. So let's say you uh, have a lot of delicates that you need to be sorted and you need products specific to those and they have their products that will meet the needs of cleaning your delicates. Same thing with if you have uh, sensitive skin amongst other issues, then they have products that are geared towards those who have sensitive skin. So my experience of Drops Pods has been a delightful one, uh, mainly because uh, where I bought them. And so I can never really... um, highly never um stop highly endorsing earthhero.com because i love their process and their shipping as well you never really have to pay for um expedited shipping unless you want to because for me the products get here you know in a week or less depending on the product and sometimes um if their product is shipped from uh, a different manufacturer like, like let's say you buy six products and one of them is coming from um not the warehouse um out in Colorado of Earth Hero, it may be coming from you know someplace in Arizona or New Jersey, etc. It'll get to you sometime before the order of EarthHero.com, or sometimes after. It depends on the shipping. So I'm really efficient. I bought $130.17 worth recently, and so in that order, I um, bought the uh, Drops dishwasher detergent pods in the scent Lemon. That was 120 pods for uh, $39.99 US dollars. And then the drop stain in an older laundry detergent pods and clean scent as a fragrance. And that was 140 uh, pods for those loads. And that was $51.99 US dollars. So for someone in the US thinking of those prices, it may seem a bit much or extravagant. But, you know, thinking about, okay, 
these are um, really high quality, uh, rare, one of a kind pods, and they are compostable. The uh, carbon chipping, you are uh, this offset, and that's free on your end. You know, and thinking about how high quality these pods are, and they're going to last you, you know, years or so. You know, thinking about how often you wash your laundry, maybe once a week. And if you are living by yourself, you know, 52 weeks in a year, if I have, you know, um, the 140 pods, I'm going to have about three years worth of pods. Um, and, that, and that's a that's a bargain, really, when you think about it, because laundry detergent can be expensive depending on how many family members you have and their laundry needs, etc. If you have a family, it's definitely cost effective to buy in bulk, and that's why they have the options of those 140 loads, and they have other loads too that are a little bit less. But you can really save with buying um, the the bigger amounts of the laundry pods, and also they have the dishwasher pods too. And so there's 120 pods. If you run your your um, lawn, your um, dishes every so often, then you know 120 pods, you know, could last you um, a long time. You know, two years or more, depending if you wash your dishes once a week, uh, but a little bit less if you use two pods or so. Uh, if you wash your um, dishes more than once a week. But I learned more about these pods via uh, Shell Bizzle on YouTube, and I thought about checking it out. You know, who uh, can't really turn down using, uh, you know, dishwasher pods and laundry pods? They're really easy, really fun to use. You don't have to pour anything, measure anything. You don't have to deal with any large tubs of plastic. None of that. You just use the pods and you just toss them in from the, the cardboard box that they come in really amazing you can even reuse the cardboard box if you want to um, but the price again it does vary depending on the amount of uh, pod loads you have so the, the 120 and 140 uh, pods respectively those are a bit different and again those are for the uh, dishwasher pods and the laundry pods are pretty different but they do uh, dissolve quickly which I love there's no bad residue nothing um, uh, smelly my clothes are fresh and I haven't used the, the dishwasher pods left because I have some dishwasher pods already and I want to use them um, before I touch drops ones but they are completely uh, biodegradable compostable amazing ingredients eco-friendly ingredients um, unless you know there's some that are uh, not catching to your eye again you can check out the website for more information on their transparent list of ingredients um, I'm not uh, um, someone who's allergic to many things, so for those who are worried, um, I think their products are pretty on the safe side, but you can check their website to see if they, their ingredients are hypoallergenic. Uh, they, uh, the pods do efficiently clean my clothes. I love that there's a fresh scent. There's not anything I have to worry about, nothing sticky, nothing that you know didn't dissolve and everything everything just went as it should with you know washing my clothes and I did laundry stripping for the first time ever and I think I want to do a podcast episode on that specifically it was so fun um but it is um something that I uh would do again for sure on the annual you know yearly basis um because you know 12 hours soaking your towels or your bedding or your heavily um, use clothes, your socks, etc. You'll want to soak those, and so um, I think you know, wringing out the clothes is is um, 
one of the main things you have to do with um, soaking your laundry and after, but also making sure that if you want to, you know, see the dirty water or see how it looks after that time, you know, take pictures, you know, it's kind of accelerating, uh, exhilarating, uh, you know, taking pictures and doing laundry stripping for the first time. I, um, I think anyone who's interested in it, definitely check out YouTube or fun videos. There are videos galore and bathtub, uh, filled, um, dirty, um, uh, you know, clothing, um, pools that you can see. And it's amazing how much dirt and grime and sweat and lint, etc., is left on your clothes after you think you've washed them. So, um, the pods definitely helped in that, you know, borax, you could use Arm & Hammer and some other, um, cleaners, you know, and soak your, your bedding, your, active wear your underwear socks whatever you have in hot water and you'll be good to go soak it for eight hours 12 hours half a day on a weekend or something and then bring it out and you know take pictures of the water after or before and you'll be amazed what you can uh, take off of those clothes you have um, so I love these pods I will continue to use them and you know how many I bought it will last me a good like I said almost three years and so um, you know for me I give these pods a five out of five green thumbs up I will not be going back to um, liquid uh, laundry even if that means saying bye-bye to uh, some of my trusted favorite eco-friendly laundry detergents uh, the drops pods they can be found online at the following uh, online stores like their website drops.com that's drops d-r-o-p-p-s.com amazon and also on earthhero.com and drops can be found on the following social media platforms of facebook at drops they're also on instagram at drops they're on linkedin at drops pinterest at drops they're on tiktok at drops as well and on Twitter at Drops, and same thing on YouTube at Drops. You should check out the recent video with the founder and his funny, amazing, uh, likable yoga video and him talking about the amazingness of using the Drops to clean your active wear. So to contact uh, Drops, be sure to talk with them Monday through Friday, 9 to 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time via their chat feature on the website or you can email them at info at drops.com. I love that I was able to share some recent uh, plastics news and research and that uh, there are different um, products out there from all over the world that are able to meet some of the needs of you. Um, I will go into detail in other podcast episodes and do breakdowns specifically um, with uh, different categories of things. So I'll be even more expansive. I know that this was quite a sample um, and there's so many different products to check out in the future and not just, you know, checking out products just to check out products, but making better informed decisions and um, being able to say, you know what, I'm going to change uh, my uh, bag use and I'm not going to be using anything made from petroleum anymore or saying you know what my glasses need an upgrade in the next upgrade I have for them that you know maybe covered by my insurance or is at a low cost anyway I'm going to be using some from some sustainable materials things that break down easily in the environment 
or are definitely not plastic. So I'm able to uh, make uh, a better decision for me. And most times they can compete with anything that is even uh, uh, made from plastics. You know, um, and then I'll also be talking about different materials um, because there's so many. There's probably 40 to 50 materials I've written down and found uh, from doing different research in different sites and watching different videos as well. There's probably almost, you know, 40 or so different materials that are natural, i.e. cork, merino wool, walnut shells, jute, cactus, mango, um, you know, recycled tires, apple skins, etc., pineapple skins, bamboo, etc., that um, we can find products for, and they are out in the internet and in the world in use today. And so, I'll definitely be doing a podcast about those different items and so many more. Again, that are different; they're sustainable, and their products are made in nature, are found in nature, are reclaimed, like those tires, for example. And they're not plastics. There's no, you know, remaking of uh, plastics um, uh, when it comes to those products. So for all those who are uh, really staunch about, um, you know, maybe not uh, using as many plastics or want to definitely conserve and use other alternatives, eco-friendly alternatives, be sure to check out that episode. Um, I recently, um, in my Earth Hero purchase, I bought two natural grass pens and they're amazing. They're from the company, a good company, and they're pretty cool because uh, they're blue pens. I found out the ink is blue and they're made from BPA-free plastics and grass and you can refill the pens. So that's just a a really close to home example of using um, eco-friendly products that will last forever essentially, but in a good way because these these pens are refillable. I can reuse them and they're out of the landfill and don't have to be recycled. They can just be reused endlessly. So that's just a, a close to home and a familiar example uh, in the office space and using pens. So I really hope that this episode made you think about um, the new research in plastics, but also what am I doing now to currently curb my use? How can I... Uh, Put these actions into play currently? How can I let others know? What can I do to um, change what's happening with uh, respect to plastics? So thank you so much for listening. Thank you for my paid supporter for always uh, giving to and incorporating um, the amazing uh, funds to be sure to you know propel the podcast and I'm you know continuing to make more and more episodes and steadily doing that. Um, and for all those who are interested, there are ways to support the podcast as well by clicking and sharing the podcast for um, being a constant listener. Or if you would like to support the podcast by going to anchor.fm forward slash Greener Thoughts Podcast and then clicking support. And there are different tiers of how you can help. 99 cents per month, $4.99 per month, or even $9.99 per month. And all those dollar amounts are in U.S. dollars. So thank you again so much for listening. It really means so much to me. Um, and I love all of you for listening and being, uh, you know, earth stewards and caring about the planet so much. And for being a constant listener and supporter of Greener Thoughts. So as always, be sure to please take care of yourselves 
and please take care of the planet. Be well.